to be able to be accustomed to being on stage and looking out now and seeing a crowd of people yeah. to me is amazing because I come from not that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, here I am. Rope them in and have them listen and build your career and be off and running. <laughs> Validation here. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me, but I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, I come from straight up DIY. That's right, it's me again, Yon Wolf, the lone wolf, so perfectly worth it, I'm certain because, <coughs> oh God, I still have a little bit of that flu in me. You know what time of year it is right now, South by Southwest is happening yet again, you guys, and I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to say that I'm over 2,000 miles away from Austin, Texas right now, nowhere near that Gehenna, that center, that epicenter of wildness and evil that is South by Southwest. I have kept my distance this time. I'm sleeping well at night. Uh, I, you know, I'm chilling. I'm, I'm taking my time coming back to life because I did uh, just recently get home. What is that beeping? Oh, I, I did just recently get home from a month-long tour um, Gracie, she's got headphones on. She's got studio headphones on, actually. Uh, she's wearing the Regents right now, uh, watching uh, a television show in the other room, so I don't think she can hear that beeping going off. Uh, speaking of those studio headphones, I do highly recommend the studios. She's kind of adopted the Regents, which are a an on-ear headphone, a, a headphone as opposed to an earbud, and uh, they sound great, uh, and they look great. It's a handsome look. Uh, ours are black, but they do have them in white and maybe in, in other colors as well, I think. Uh, we have a also the, uh, <clears throat> the tray. That's what I brought on tour and used every day uh, in some capacity or, or other. And the tray, it, it's a little different. You can kind of hear through it. Um, so you can be out walking the streets as I did most days on tour and, uh, you know, not feel like you may get honked at and hit by a car without, you know, you knowing it, uh, somebody could, or somebody sneaking up behind you and just going in with a butcher knife. You'll, you'll hear them. That may happen, but you'll hear them, uh, stepping behind you, uh, sort of at the same time as you're perfectly hearing, the beautiful music you might be listening to in your headphones. You might be listening to the band Why in your headphones, and it'll sound delicious, but you'll also be able to hear someone coming up behind you ready for the stab. So I do, I do highly recommend these studio headphones. Uh, they have several different varieties in addition to the Trey and the Regent. Um, those are just the two that I have. Go to studiosweden.com, that's S-U-D-I-O, sweden.com, and uh, take a look. And you know what? I can offer you 
a 15% discount when you enter my code WANDERING at checkout on the uh, website. That's a deep discount, okay? That's nothing to sneeze at. <clears throat> I don't have to sneeze anymore anyway. I still have a few coughs from the flu that I caught on tour. Other than that, I'm back at it. Back at it again. We all got sick. The whole band had the flu on tour. Now, there were three people on the road. They'll go nameless into this night that, I don't know, something shady about them, but they did not get sick. They lived on a bus with with 10 people that all had the sickness, and they didn't get sick. Something nefarious, I think, about that. Either that or they're mega humans. They're they're highly evolved, you know, post human or whatever. That's cool too. Either way, uh, I was not one of them. I I fell hard with the flu. Uh, it took us down. But you know what? We made every show. We played every show. I think we played well, even when we were sick. And uh, now we're home. Who did we tour with on this tour? Well, two two artists. Uh, the the latter artist uh, for the second half of the tour was Florist, and I do have a podcast coming out with Florist uh, next. And on the first half of the tour, my guest today, Mr. Open Mike Eagle. What a goddamn pleasure traveling with that bloke. Just a great guy. Super mellow, had some great conversations, life conversations and whatnot with him in addition to the one that you will be hearing momentarily. And uh, yeah, I, I feel like we've, we've gotten closer over the course of this past tour, and I look forward to seeing him again wherever I do, whenever I do. We'll probably do some more touring together in the future. I'm home now, and it's time for me to get back to work. I've, I have spent the last seven, eight days uh, laid out on the couch with the flu or sort of post-flu exhaustion uh, with my friend Marty Mars, uh, the dog. And, uh, you know, we've watched all kinds of stuff we're not proud of. We watched a few things that were good. A lot of it I don't remember, you know, for various reasons. All right, let's 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 do it, though. Let's get into this conversation right now with Open Mike Eagle. Okay, here we are. Uh, I'm at the Crown Plaza in New Orleans, or New Orleans, however you say it. I don't know how you say it. There's one right way and there's one wrong way, but I don't know which it is. And I'm going down to room five. Beep, beep. Okay, here we are. This is it. Whatever. Hi. Hi. Oh, it's good. It's good. This is a nice little hotel. I like it. I don't mind this at all. Yeah, this is a big room for just yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Nice big thick curtain there. So you, your 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 new album seems to be doing really well. Now it's been out for like what six months. Yeah, it came out in September. Yeah, yeah so like six seven months now. Um, but it's killing. It, it did real well. How how uh how, how does that feel? Um, it feels cool. Um, it feels like the narrative that. I put around it, really caught on with like the people who are into that kind of thing. Um, and uh, for the most part, people really like the songs. And, um, you know, I think I just fit into that um, 
if you want an indie rap album that makes you think about something this year, or fit right into that that space. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and I was gonna ask you why why you thought you know it it has done better than other ones, but you kind of answered it, yeah. I guess. Do you think it it did have to do with the story surrounding it, or I think that helped a lot, man. I think uh, you know I'm kind of cynical, but. Um, I think I might I might know like how to get the writers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, what are they gonna write about? I think I know how to get them now. Like, I think I think <sighs> like I think it's elusive though. It kinda is. But you but, seem to do it you seem to do it successfully this time. Well, yeah, this this time for sure, because I've I've been in the same situation before. I had a concept album and I thought, Oh yeah, this is this is deep. People would just, just get it and I didn't tell anybody like really what the concept was you thought they would get it I thought on they their would own get it. and i thought that it would almost be giving something away by like getting in front of it but that was real dumb that was real dumb because nobody knew best to just spell everything out it's what it looks like yeah that's, that's what the research is coming up it's saying yeah. it's best to just go ahead and say it that's you know? is that why i'm still lingering in and in, uh, <laughs> in, in, in purgatory because i just never spell anything out for anybody oh i'm sorry three to three to five hundred kids a night not enough <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing Michael, is that it is never enough. You never, you know, whatever. I yes, you're right. I'm no, doing I, fine. I'm doing fine. And I, I understand. I mean, nobody's nobody's like satisfied. Yeah. And if you were, you'd be, you know, I don't know who's Jimmy Buffett. Is he satisfied? Who knows? You know, like right. Everybody's always got getting his pod rolished so it was down in uh, Margaritaville. I think he's satisfied, man. Yeah. yeah well, I hope somebody is. And if 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 somebody's satisfied, I hope that's what it looks like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you know you're right. It's it is. I mean, I think it does come down to some kind of internal shit. Don't it always? But this is what you know. It, like, why I ask about the album and the success and stuff is because I feel like last time we talked, you felt a little bit frustrated about, mm-hmm. and this was a few years ago. Yeah. But just that you were working your ass off and making great music and great albums and. You know, not enough people were paying attention. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad you you cracked the code on. Yeah, you know, I, and and the other thing I think is this: like, I think if I'm really honestly looking back at my career, like I started making music with really big ideas, but not that much talent or technique. You know what I mean? Like, I sure. knew how to rap. I knew how to, like, street corner rap. I didn't really know how to rap in the studio when I first started. I really didn't know how to write a song. When I first started, so I feel like, yeah, it's having a strong narrative this time, and actually um, coming from a place that I feel like resonated with people, just because everybody's kind of frustrated right now anyway. And I just think like I'm writing better songs and and performing them better in the studio, like you know, like the things yes. that come along with having reps and. Time I absolutely and, agree. Yeah. I, I I see a, a natural like just progression in the album for sure. Like I listened to it today. Uh, after having not listened to it for a little while, um, obviously I've been hearing you on tour, but right. but it's different, you know. Um, for sure. And it's just a great album. Thanks. I mean, it's just a great album, and so like, yeah, it makes sense to me. I just wanted to get your take on, like. Oh, I only obsess about it all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, like why this? I mean, but you know, even even in my why now and why this time and all that, there's still the like, you know, you still see the ceiling pretty. The ceiling is pretty pronounced too, you know, in terms the, of like what conversations you get in and what conversations you're not in. And what is that ceiling based on? Uh, I think 
for the most part, it's based on accessibility, which in my case um, works against me because I'm very self-indulgent artistically. You know, like that's kind of like just you're not you're not accessible enough. You're saying you yeah, don't, don't you're you there's still some depth to your work. I mean, well, it's just it doesn't. Rap is funny, man, because you can walk into anywhere and, and almost expect to hear rap music being played. You know what I mean? Nowadays, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's like, that's a certain kind of song that's made that fits almost anywhere, and it's ubiquitous, but it's just one kind of song, and it's the kind of song that I have a really hard time making. Yeah. You know, and not that I don't want to, I don't respect it or anything like that, it's just not... Um, very fulfilling for me, I if guess. If it's not you, it's not you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this. But, and, and, and by that same token, then that level of accessibility isn't really me. You know what I mean? So my ceiling is kind of personal in that way. Yeah, but, I, you know, let me also say that I think there are exceptions to that. And I think every once in a while, things are opened up a little bit. You know, I, in, in rap, I'm looking at somebody like Kendrick Lamar, where, you know, I, I to me, when I first heard... Uh, Good Kid, Mad City, you know, that was the first one I heard. And, and to me, that sounded a lot like underground rap. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And right. it just sounded like stuff that I grew up listening, or not grew up listening to, but listened to in my 20s, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's an example of something that sort of was the, the powers that be decided, like, okay, this is accessible enough. Y- yeah, you, you know, know and, 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 and I guess um, the night brings me to the other side of the ceiling which I guess is resources yeah. you know but yeah. but I almost feel like even that one for some reason to me it feels like if you're more accessible then those resources come around and see if they can make money with you sure. you know like I, I don't think that it, it looks to anybody other than like the biggest of indies that I might be like a money making property you know what I mean yeah. So in that, you know, in that case, um, I mean, I don't know about that. I think it's possible. Uh, yeah, it's not yet. You put it's, on a hell of a show, and thanks. the music is great. I, don't, I, I, don't I think. I mean, it's it's not, and it's not like I'm, I'm not Eeyore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not like, oh, what was me? Like I, I think, I think, yeah, I think, a lot of improbable things that can happen. I think you know, even for my career to be where it is, is kind of improbable. You know what I mean? Like on paper, you wouldn't Look, really. Man, like, I, I think you're doing great. From the outside, yeah, I'm I like, this I, dude's doing great. No, no, no. Like, but I mean, I, mean, I didn't get in on on any year end lists or word, you know, like you got word. on all that stuff, and you know, you got your show going on. Yeah. You got, got yeah, I'm in, I'm in, yeah, I'm in, a, I'm in a uh, fantastic position, but like, like, and especially the TV stuff, like all that stuff is like cherry on top for me because I was never supposed to be in that position. You know, it's just like. Something I kind of had my eye on and was able to work towards and make it happen, but like you know, I come from, I come from indie rap. I come from broke ass indie rap. Like I come from, like, you know, I like, I come from a space where there used to be a big enough market, as you know, like coming from Anacon and all that. There used to be all these CD buyers and all these people who would like consume these things and buy these things and make it where like you could live a viable lifestyle like doing whatever <laughs> really you wanted I to remember. do. I <laughs> remember. Exactly. Yeah. And but like, you know, when I by the time I come to that table, there's no food at that table. Yeah. Anymore. Right, cuz you came food. a little later. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I watched the whole thing fall down. 
Yeah. You know? And so like. And then you were like, you know what would be a great business to get into? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so like by that, by, you know, by those metrics, I shouldn't even be here. Right. You know, I shouldn't be here. Like I shouldn't be like I, you know, I have a lot of peers that um did they don't even know what to do right now. Yeah. You know, like you know, we 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 talked about uh mush records and how weird that is a thing to, yeah. to to deal with for everybody, but I think honestly that's a big reason why I'm here today is cuz mush took they a chance, chance on me in 2009 when there was no real reason to and they weren't really even making any money and and yeah. sites weren't messing with them like the last thing they needed to do was take a chance on another indie rapper and they did you yeah. know and i feel like that's the big difference between me and some of my peers is that like i've had labels putting out my music yeah for a while and i feel like a lot of my peers don't even know how to like access that I mean, it's hard. I mean, honestly, I don't even know that that's the right avenue to take anymore. What do you think think, it would be? Like, this seems to me like the SoundCloud kids do well or the Bandcamp stuff. You know, like, I almost think you can kind of have a burgeoning career like that. And, like, I mean, you got to build it from there somehow. But, like, it seems like as far as, like, getting at least sort of internet popularity... I don't fucking know how to do that. Obviously, <laughs> you have a lot of followers on your stuff. It you, I mean, you're fucking hilarious on Twitter. That, that's and, that's yeah. a big thing. For yeah, me. like if it, it wouldn't be like those numbers wouldn't be there if I didn't crack yeah. one good joke a week. Right, <laughs> you know right. What I mean? Yes, yes. So that's a that's a big deal for me. Is yeah, trying to put energy into making people see my my writing brain. Yeah, you know, kind of even apart from my music, you know. But, yes. you know, like the, I got to tell you, from my vantage point, the most success I've seen in terms of homegrown, like outside of uh, having a big company or somebody invest in you, the only place where I see people really able to build a following, like a substantial career type following is YouTube. Right. It's the only place I see it. Uh, SoundCloud, like I don't, I think the thing with SoundCloud, SoundCloud reminds me of like uh, what was happening around low end theory okay a few yeah years ago, when I, when i say soundcloud i think i really just meant the internet oh word because I, <laughs> I don't really know i mean i know what soundcloud is of right, course right. and i know what bandcamp is but yeah i just meant basically like yeah like hustling on on the internet on yeah. blogs and like getting your shit like out there like that rather than like old school like record label paradigm where you know they're selling it to you know right. re- brick and mortar record shops or you know or mail order or whatever you know I just think that style of thing is maybe not necessarily the only way to go yeah, about it yeah for sure but it's gotten to the point now where even the blog thing is over with man yeah. like the blogs are out here like floundering like the rappers are now you know cause there's just you know you know who has all the editorial power of music right now yeah. The motherfuckers who make Spotify playlists on the inside of that company. That's right. And like yeah. the same people who decide who go, who gets a banner on iTunes that they like. Yeah. Th- those are the people with all the editorial power right yeah. now. Like the blogs have nothing now. Yeah. They're just echo chambers for whatever's already cracking. Like right. people aren't getting up and checking blogs <laughs> like they used to. So people are just like basically randomly hearing shit on playlists that are put together for them by algorithms and. Yeah, I mean, and and there's a little bit of people, you know, just playing stuff for other people too. But like, like the most the the power that those blogs used to have 
it's just like there's some person, some employee at Spotify that has that power now. So best nowadays to just like have a friend at Spotify. Oh, that you can't beat that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't yeah. beat. You know, it's funny, man. Like I'll have, I'll get some weird opportunities come my way. Like I got commissioned by Amazon to like make a Christmas song for however much money, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, Amazon heard of me," but then I like dug into it a little bit, like, "Oh." I know that person. Right. That's, <laughs> that is I mean? generally what it comes down yeah, to. I like, so. yeah, somebody that you that is was a fan mm-hmm. eight years ago, got a great job yep. at some place. Yeah. And then they put you forward. And then luckily, you know, like, if if things turn out the way you would hope, they show your stuff to somebody and they're like, okay, yeah. Like, that happens a lot. Yeah. You know, where, like, somebody's like, yeah, I pitched it. And, you know, such and such above me was like, that's a cool story. But see, a lot of that came with the album story. So, t- t- can we talk a little bit about the album story? Sure. And and why that resonated, and what what the story is from your perspective. I mean, the story is for me that like, okay, there was this giant, expansive um, project system called the Robert Taylors that like my extended family lived in, and I visited a lot growing up in Chicago, and and like those buildings just occupied a certain space on like the landscape you know yeah. we drove on the south side of chicago you looked on either side of the highway these big ass yeah. buildings they were know? they were massive yeah, yeah. And like monolithic and like you just you know you know those buildings you know what that means those are the projects and you, you and you know about them and they're just imposing and intimidating and and uh and i spent a bunch of time there and it got demolished starting in like 99 i think um and i think you know, demolition might have been completed in like '07 or something, but like I was away. I have one line in one song that I wrote, and I can't remember the line. But not <laughs> to interrupt you, but uh, about the those getting torn down because I wrote it in like '99 mm-hmm. when they were starting to, yeah, something about yeah them tearing down projects to build uh, Target or something now, like look, that. Then that was the part. I'll get to that because. I was away in school when it got torn down, so like it didn't quite occupy the space in my mind that it should have. I didn't give it the reverence, like, oh, fuck, they're tearing these buildings down. It means something. I just knew about it, and I was going about my college life, whatever the fuck was in front of me at the moment. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I was on a plane flight, and I might have been flying to Chicago, away from Chicago, where I'd just been there recently, and I started thinking about, like, I've been in that area. What if they replace? Like, what did they put on that land? Right. And uh, and my, what I was expecting to see was the Target of Whole Foods, the Trader Joe's, yeah. and condos, and all that. But there's nothing there. It's just empty, it's fucking, empty like, barren lives. land? Yes. These big the ass, fuck? giant squares of empty, grassy field. And there's not a plaque. There's not that's so weird. And, that, and like that's the feeling that hit me was like that's what got you started writing. Yeah, like, like, cause it's not just that it got torn down. It's torn down and replaced with nothing. So like, yeah. there's no highway. There's no stadium. There's just oh, this just shouldn't exist anymore. Where where did those people go? Like, where did your family go and stuff? Oh, everybody got dispersed mostly to like these suburbs, these particular suburbs, people got dispersed to and then other kind of mixed income housing throughout the south and, and west side. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also I lost track of a lot of people. They lost track of like a third of the people. So they became homeless. Uh, they became homeless, died, who knows? Yeah. They had no idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, you could 10,000 people just fucking unaccounted for. Jesus. You know? 
That's like, is this like a, a daily decision or whatever? Um, I don't know. I guess it would have been him, but I think you know the, the when you look into it, the people in those neighborhoods wanted those buildings torn down. Um, I'm assume some of the people in the buildings wanted the yeah. buildings torn down because it's the kind of thing too, like. The people who first moved into them places in the 50s, they were promised, like, like they knocked down these, like, shanty towns to build those yeah. things. People were living in, like, dirt, you know, shacks um, was was the hood then. So people were really happy to move into these modern buildings, and that's how it was sold to them. Like, this is the, the best in modern architecture, these fancy high-rises. Not like, 50 years later, they weren't. I mean... I'm sure. Twenty they're, years yeah, later, they yeah. gone to shit, man. Yeah, they're gone to shit. Like, yeah. you know, it got to the point where you know, no maintenance, elevators aren't working, um, paramedics won't go in there, police won't go in there. Like, it, and it was just, it was crazy after a while. So, you know, even the people that live there, when they're confronted with the decision of, you want to stay here or you want us to knock these down and put you somewhere nice. I'm sure people were like, yeah, 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 you know, but not knowing. I mean, there's it was a little. I think there was just a lot, uh, a lack of thought put into the the process. Yeah, or something. because yeah. I mean, if you look at the violence in Chicago right now, especially on like the South Side and the Southwest Side, it has a randomness to it um, that wasn't there before because the gang banging used to be very structured by neighborhood. And I think, you know, when you disperse all these people, and it wasn't just from this project, it was from a bunch of the projects at the time, and they start putting people in neighborhoods on top of other neighborhoods. and, and So there's gang members, like, from different gangs living in the same place now. And then you got just random war. Chaos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Rather than you would like to think that it'd be like, you're a blood, I'm a crip. But we're the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just a handshake <laughs> yeah. across the street. No, unfortunately. We're really not so different. <laughs> uh, but not so, unfortunately. Um, so, like, what, what, what were your memories hanging around? I mean, maybe some of that was put into the album, I suppose. But um, I'm sure there are a lot of other memories like what you know what was your what were your times like down there were you treated as an outsider uh because you didn't live there oh, well you know that that's funny i was actually just telling this to somebody yesterday um and i don't mike i don't want to do an interview where you feel like you're just saying the same shit you say to other interviews it, it's 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 not like that uh i mean it's different talking to another artist yeah. anyway um and also i mean it's only natural some of the same questions yeah come yeah up, i mean yeah but um i the elementary school I went to, because I lived about a mile away from the Robert Taylors, and I went to this elementary school called Drake that was in this other, surrounded by this other project system called the Prairie Courts. Okay. And um, this is another system of high-rises that have all been torn down since. And um, you used to have to get an I, I remember while I was in school, they started issuing IDs to kids in the school to get into those buildings because there had been a lot of violence. They tried mm -hmm. to regulate security for them. And I remember getting teased by my classmates for not having, for not having the ID it took yeah. to get into the project building that I didn't live in. And like I couldn't put that together in my mind. And so I was just like, oh, this sucks. Like I yeah. wish I lived where I needed an ID. I wish I was more poor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so there, were, there was this weird... You know, isolation to it. I never really felt too um, isolated when I was 
in the projects visiting my cousins because like you know I was playing with my cousins yeah. like, we were playing football in the hallway and like yeah. you know hitting the light by accident and running away because we broke it and like yeah. you know all that type of shit uh, I mean and, and all of us as kids were in constant danger <laughs> so it wasn't like they had time to pick you, on did me did you sense that yeah for sure yeah yeah I mean you would hear the gunshots you would be told you can't go outside after this certain time. Um, you know, it was going down. It was, was like that, the middle was of the Was that true for where you lived too, uh, you know, a mile away? Uh, the building system I grew up in was called Lake Meadows. That was a project as well? No, this oh. was like, this was kind of like for uh, upper working class, middle okay. class people. And it was it, like, when I think about it. They, they took every measure to make sure that people knew this wasn't the project. Okay. Like, these buildings were all white. Yeah. Uh, they had this this gating system around them. There was a shopping center that was just for those. Um, and they did every they did everything they could to try to, like, psychologically separate what, you know, what those buildings were from what was even right across the street. You are not failing. You... Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are doing all right. Continue to work hard, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, so surrounding my area. And you see, this is the thing, too. I lived in those buildings because my grandparents lived there. Yeah. All the kids that lived in my buildings lived with their grandparents. Okay. Because their parents were part of the generation that got fucked up in the crack era. Okay. So all of our moms and dads yeah. were going through shit. In and out of fucking responsibility, so we all lived with our grandparents, and that was like every child that lived in this building I grew up in. I never really thought about that. That basically, you can have a drug epidemic, and maybe this is happening now with the opioid mm-hmm. stuff. That basically takes a whole generation. A whole generation, and yeah. it, and it was, it was the Black Panther generation, and. When you talk to people from that era, like no, that shit was on purpose. I, I mean, don't know it, exactly how it went down, but and it was easy too because if you talk to anybody who was around them, that whole generation of people was very used to being able to experiment with any drug they wanted to, because yeah. it was just like, oh, it's coke. I'll try it. If I don't like it, yeah. fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, if it's smoking opium, whatever the fuck it is, I could try it. But see, when it when things got to like crack, yeah, and heroin, then suddenly. You could try it, and it could just change your life completely yeah. from like that moment forward. And we just didn't know that. Nobody knew that, you know. How was that stuff seemingly marketed or like pushed directly or specifically to black people? Because mm. it seems like, I mean, obviously, you, you know, we think of heroin as being pretty universal. I think, mm-hmm. or you know, uh, or like as a white drug as well. But crack. Of course, there's a, plenty of white people that do crack, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it seems like that generation of black people got fucked up with crack. And it seems to me, and and of course, you hear the theories about it being intentional. Sure. Um, and I did see, I can't remember what show, but some documentary about um, the drug wars that definitely made that seem like it was the case. I mean, it seemed intentional. I, I yeah. mean... Um, how was I just want to know how if you know if you have any thoughts or ideas or how how that seemed why why it got so specified? I mean, I feel like the the place for it to be introduced was to the hustlers. Yeah, that seems like it make the most sense. And then you it know, would trickle down from there. Yeah, because then they would you know they'd have a vested interest in selling it yeah. to people to make their money, and it made so much money. 
Like the that money seems crazy. right. Crazy. Like here, sell this within your own community yeah. and fuck up everybody. <laughs> yeah. And and then you got teenagers driving convertibles around the hood yeah. because they're making like tens of thousands of dollars every day. Did you and did you see this growing up? I mean, I you know I saw kids. Or oh, that was a little earlier. I didn't see much of the glamour of it. Yeah. I just saw like the underside of it. Like I remember when I was in third grade, man. We had this kid. We transferred into our school, and within like a month, like we're all sitting in class getting a reading lesson or something, and we hear this crash in the back of the room. This kid like passed out and like hit his head on the back of the wall. He was like leaning in his chair or something, and he passed out. And I took him to the hospital. He had a fucking system full of cocaine. Hmm. Like he's a third, third grader, grader, you know. Was that from? Do you think that was from birth or something? I know. I think it was from an older sibling. Or, okay. or a so he was actually doing coke. It wasn't I think, like yeah. from the birth canal or yeah, whatever. No, this. Fuck. I think okay. he was he was actively ingesting. Yeah. Cocaine. At you know what I mean? Age eight. Yeah. Oh. Shit was going down. You know what I mean? Jesus Christ! It was it was a wild ass time, and like you yeah. know, like I remember that week turned into like the hardest core just say no week like we yeah. stopped having lessons because like that was the last we saw that kid like i don't know what happened to him i mean i don't think he died but like you know what i mean it's yeah. like kid we're happy playing with boom what <laughs> you know what i mean oh my god it's crazy i mean i guess it what it reminds me of is like fucking child soldiers or some right. shit that like end up you know at age eight on cocaine or whatever just yeah yeah. You can just see it, man. You can just see kids being, like, malnourished weirdly and, like, just led in all type of weird-ass directions and yeah. shit. You know? Just, yeah. It's part of shit, man. That's rough, man. Um, I guess we should change gears. I don't want to run run that into the ground. No, I you hear know? you, man. It's, it's, it's a fucking bummer. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking super bummer, man. It is a bummer. And, I, you know, I also, yeah, like, again, I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like you're doing an interview about, uh, just about the album or um, what do you think would need to happen for you to feel like okay, I'm doing good? I mean, I still I do feel good. Okay, I do feel good. Good, like, good, I, good. Know, like I, this is the thing. Like for as much as I like talk about, you know, what's not happening, I can also, I mean, I come from straight up DIY. Booking my own tours, calling up whoever that does the little dirty weekly in town. Yeah. <laughs> like, can I please play? Like, and being on a bill with like ten people, and if I have four fans in town, they are just fucking brutalized and abused by the time I even like get up. Yeah. And I might not see these people again. Like, you know, I come from performing. You know, if if it were forty people in the room, be like, okay. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's sure. going all right, you know? Yeah. And to, you know, to be on the road now, like, I I did my first headlining tour in a long time coming off the album, and we had a bunch of sold-out shows, man. It's some of my favorite rooms around the country. Yeah. Like, like, to be able to be accustomed to being on stage and looking out now and seeing a crowd of people, yeah. to me, is amazing because I come from not that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, that... In itself, is already going well. Um, and I think there's a lot of things that could happen with this TV show that would make me really comfortable about... about what I can expect from the world going forward. Because I still deal with a lot of rejection. Like, I still deal with a lot of, like... 
like we're putting this TV show together and 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 we have some musical collaborations that we're working on and there's some people who I you know I know personally or I'm somewhat adjacent to proximity wise you feel like oh a collaboration for them for TV they'd be into that let's put offer and get rejected like oh really yeah. <laughs> like really like this isn't this isn't cool enough like yeah. You know, and, and, and there's still a lot of that, you know, a lot of that, like, because I'm not like, I'm not asking Jay-Z, I'm not asking Kendrick, I'm not asking anybody, I'm just asking, like, you know, this Well, you person. already have relationships with a little For bit. Some, and, and sometimes even a little bit outside of that, just where you think, like, comparable level, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and you get rejected, and it's like, God damn, you know, like, it, and it's, it's, it gets, it's never easy to not take that shit personally. You know? I agree. I mean, I, it same thing happens to me yeah. definitely at this at my my level as well. I I think uh, uh, would that would that make things feel better if you if you like could easily get it you know in a uh, in a room with with people of that caliber or get you know or yeah, like I think it would because I mean because I guess the thing is you always want to try to like see yourself as realistically as possible you know what i mean so i feel like some of the the emotion that i have with these rejections are like damn okay so i'm not as far along as i thought right. you know because i'm not even not trying to i'm not aiming for the sky i'm aiming for what makes sense and yeah. it's still like uh okay you know so like once my reach and ability to connect and involve people um starts to make sense with how I see things, and I'll feel a lot better. But won't how you see things be different at that point? Won't you see a level up above that at the after that? I, of course, there's there's the, there's the endless cycle of yeah. it. But I feel like, you know, like that's to me the reaching out I am doing the the uh, you know offers that. Like this is the thing. It's not even just coming from me. It's like coming from like fucking Comedy Central and all. Yeah. And like still. Right. Like, right. That's, you know what I mean? Like that. How, how can you get more legit? I, yeah. Uh, and it, it, and and I uh, you know, I just feel like once stuff like that becomes just a little bit more undeniable, then I'll feel a lot better. Yeah, you know, and I feel like yeah. Once a season of this television show happens, then it should. Yeah, you oh, know, yeah. that's a, that's a jump you up. I'm not trying to be unrealistic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I'm not trying to like have Drake on speed dial. Right. You know what I mean. Like I get it. Like this is operating in different. Yeah. You know. But if I reach out to Redacted and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like and 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 I'm not get, oh, I'm like oh, okay all right, I still got some work to do. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah, what what do you think about about like? I'm trying to figure out how to get outside of that whole like, cause I I have that that same desire for you know, for love and respect and attention and all, all that business. Sure. But I'm trying to find a way in my life that, cause like, I've definitely considered the fact, or or the idea that like. There could easily come a time where, like, my music is just like not in vogue mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where where nobody's checking for me or care, you know, or just way too small an amount of people to like 
for me to survive off my music even, you know, that's, that could happen so easily. Like, what do you do then? How do you stay, like, how do you stay happy? Like, how do you stay, like, satisfied with it? Like, I, you know, I do feel like I have this image of myself based on, you know, based on what I do and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, and how like, well it's gone and yeah. how validating that can be exactly. for your, your but artistic... That's so, but it's so precarious. No, it is. It is. But, oh, man, I mean... So, like, you, you see now, right? You have rabid fans, right? I have good fans, And yeah. And, like... But you're not, like, a, like a big social media dude. I so, like, suck at it. I don't but, know how... So, so, like, how, like... Isn't it? Isn't it? Or, like, or, or, or another way to put it is I just like haven't been able to put like I feel gross if I put too much attention into sure. it, you know, too much of my. Uh, but I mean, but it, efforts or something. Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it like it's got to be gratifying that like you even without that, you know what I mean? The kids still show up like that's because what 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 modern logic would tell us is that oh if you don't. If you don't massage these social media yeah. numbers, nobody's going to show up to the show. Right. You know? So, like, I mean, right. it's got to be, like, oddly validating on its own. It, like, you, you, like, your relationship with your fans still works outside of the paradigm of how everybody is looking at the metrics these days. I, you know, you know I mean? like, again, I, I, I am not, you know, and I don't want to sound like some fucking foundling who's like, you know, because, of course... You know, I try and I'm I wanna do well and I wanna make a good living and all that, but I truly don't really know about all the different metrics and all the different mm -hmm. like you know, I mean I do have a manager and he right. knows about all that right. stuff. So that's essentially That's yeah, that's good. You know, essentially me, but but uh you do seem to know about that stuff. I mean, I've seen you seem very savvy to, to me. I've had to be, you yeah. know, like because I, you know, I remember, you know, when MySpace was cracking, yeah, and like MySpace was supposed to be this revolution for like being able to build an organic fan base because it was all these people on this platform had a little your little music player there, and you can just rope them in and have them listen and and build your career and be off and running. But for people in my position, what I quickly saw then was that like MySpace was great if you already had a record deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you already had a platform um, and and were tied into these distribution platforms where people already had some name recognition for you, then it was great, you know. Um, and never and coming into it without having those things, you like I always just had to be super on top of being aggressive about like I have 5,000 Facebook friends now because I had a Facebook before you could have an artist profile. Right. And so I was using my personal Facebook page as outreach. So just add everybody. Add everybody. I had you the know same what I mean? Thing. Like I, had, I had to at some point give, I had to switch it over and like, anyway, it was a nightmare. But yes, I, yeah. I remember and, the and, same and thing. And so like that, that built whatever savvy I do have. Yeah. But I've had to have it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And like, uh, I've had to like put a lot of energy into that um, but you know, I could. It's a, it's a, it's a terrible psychological proposition, right? You know, because yeah. And how do you marry that? You know, it's hard to marry that self. That for me, anyway, that is like that is savvy. I'm savvy in some ways, mm -hmm. you know, within this stuff. Some of it is, some of it is probably a bit antiquated. What I know about and stuff like that, but. Um, 
but like how do you you know it's hard for me to marry sort of that mind with the mind that is able to like actually like write and work on stuff you know it's two very different sort of that's, minds that's very true um and when it comes to that honestly i don't know how like how i've been able to do it because i do look sometimes at my twitter and i'm like these are some of my best thoughts <laughs> like you're, these, you're like you're these. like one of the funniest people on there and and you get you get likes and retweets yeah like, i do hella and 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 I think back sometimes, like, I wonder how many of those could have been songs. Right. Or could have been a line from a song. Right. Or Did you I waste still a, make song this a song on a, on a tweet? Exactly. But is it wasting if, I mean, it's just a different. It is. It's a different platform. But you only got 24 hours a day. You right. You know? And, yeah. like, and I do think sometimes True. that, like, whereas if I didn't have that, I would take this same interesting thought and try to use it as a through line to write some incredible song. Where like now that I do have Twitter, I'm like, oh, this is worth something if I just fucking put it here. Yeah. If I yeah. just get this quick validation here, <laughs> you know, and like, and and because there is some career advancement to that, then yeah, like, that's a viable option. But I do think that it it does, as as what you point to, I think it 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 takes a little bit away, yeah, from the creativity, you know. But that's that's the game now, yeah. I guess. And and you do you know it's not like you're wasting those thoughts because you get enough retweets that enough people see it that it's like okay this is a this is a, a piece a little tiny piece of work I have had people did. tell me I'm only this year or last year but it was fucking shocking to me a couple people were like oh I just found out about you from Twitter I didn't even know you made music right what <laughs> like what like and and that that's funny to me too because yeah like. Ideally, I'm just on Twitter saying whatever cute shit I can think of, but I do a shit ton of promotion on Twitter, yeah. like a yeah. lot. Like, I look at how you know I promote versus like other creative people I know who are on Twitter who just kind of use it for this outlet. I'm like, damn, I'm like number one shill. Right, I, I always feel weird about yeah. doing it, but. I, you, why I think you get away with it is because like it's about your ratio. I think I like think it is about you the put ratio. enough like mm-hmm. just like dumb shit or funny shit or political shit yeah. that like you, that you earn a you earn right the right four, to four like, non promotional yeah. tweets and then you can have a, a, a promotional tweet. I mean it's like it's too because like, I've been on tour with yeah. you guys and like really haven't tweeted much at all and if I have tweeted it's been about something like you know I tweeted about getting a haircut in Atlanta and luckily that went well because it was a ridiculous enough event yeah and like I saw that you know but it also reminded some people about the show so like it worked both ways but most of my brain has been going into like trying to do Instagram shit because I always feel like I need to promote the shows on Instagram you're you're great at it you're great at it you know I I feel like I should too and like I was gonna put one up this morning but then I, I took a, a selfie like with a palm tree, but then like I couldn't tell because it was so bright out. I I couldn't see on my phone if you could see like peanut butter all over <laughs> my, all over my face or not. So so I held off on putting it up, and then I forgot that I had yep. taken that photo. So I, I was gonna be like you know New Orleans, come on out yeah. or whatever. Anyway, now now you reminded me. So I, I mean I'm it's it. it's it's fucking tough, man, because you do like you know what you're afforded when you. When you had a pla- if you have a platform before all this social media shit started, you can afford to keep a little bit of a fucking air of mystery about you, and that's what I envy. 
Do I have an era of mystery? Of course you do. You think so? Yeah, because I think that it's like, when you look at the wide Don't tweets, let them know that it's unfounded. <laughs> now that you've been on the inside. Nah, he's actually really boring. No, I mean, I, I think that like, when you look at the tweets that come from the Y with the question mark, that doesn't look like you. It's it looks me. like some, it yeah. doesn't. It looks like somebody operating it, which yeah. is tight, like because it affords you like this distance. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's a lot of value in that distance, and I'm envious of that because I've never been able to have that. You know? But but that's the I mean that said you have like three times the Twitter followers because it's you yeah and people know it's you and they you know and yeah, you have and, a personality ours is just like we are playing this show here and if you want if you really want to talk about a ratio you ever looked at how many tweets I have you got a lot oh my god yeah it's something like fifty thousand okay shit like that. yeah it's insane so that I guess that's another way to to like it's just to like do it just yeah, like keep. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if actually the programs like Instagram or Twitter or whatever like boost or like like favor people that use the platform often. Mm. I mean, in their I, algorithm or whatever. I would say that now, yeah, now that both of those platforms are leaning heavily on algorithms, yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, I've noticed that my Instagram algorithm, like, it seems to, to show me like it's some mix between the most famous people I follow and the people whose shit that I like right that I get shown yeah the most I think I think mine's the same yeah. yeah but I think they do like people with a lot of followers and who post a lot I think are kind of mm -hmm. that's your famous pe people that you follow you know are kind of like pushed to the fore right in some ways I try to like I try to I try to keep my Twitter like sequentially timeline um you know, I try to keep it true to that as much as like, I really don't like the algorithm with Twitter. I don't like reading old tweets. Like, right, I agree. Like, that, that shit sucks. weirds yeah. me out. Like, I don't, in case you missed, no, I missed yeah. it because I wasn't looking at Twitter right there. Just then. give like, me some sexy bots, just, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, you know, in, in, in closing, I guess I'm wondering what, uh, what's next for you? What's on the horizon? What's like, what are you aiming towards? You know, you have this show about mm -hmm. to come out, like. Yeah, man, and I think the the music that we're writing for this show is like really. It has the opportunity to be really big. Uh, unfortunately, like all of these songs have like guest stars and shit on them, so I'm not gonna be able to. I have to find like creative ways to like perform them or whatever. Like you can't just on. go on tour, right? You can't just go on tour and then right do the. You don't want to do the verses of it. I mean, I can. I just have to like. I've always had this thing in my head where I just have not wanted to do yeah. songs that have guest stars on them if the guests ain't there. And and there's a couple instances in my set where I do do it, but I just don't like to because, like, I don't know, I, I haven't... I guess I just have to get more comfortable with just, like, bailing out of songs midway through in a way that sounds on purpose. Yeah. You know what you I mean? You just need a little editing in, yeah. the, in the music that or whatever. Shit. Yeah. That shit, you know? But, uh, like... The, that music, you know, like I've been doing one of the songs on on this tour. Which which one? Um, a song about eating shit, like eating eating shit that's not food. Okay. Like, and that gets honestly it gets the best response out of anything I do. Every well, night. What what uh? Can you explain to me a little bit about the? I mean, the show in general, if you want to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how the, much you're allowed to talk well, about. Well, that's the it. thing. It's already a live show, so it's not like it's a complete mystery. Yeah. Um, it's a live. 
comedy showcase that me and Baron Vaughn host, and in the live show, um, we start off at the top talking. <clears throat> we start introducing comedians. They come out and do like 10 minutes each. Um, and then two times during the show, I perform a live song. And then that's kind of the show. Um, we're doing a 22-minute version for TV, yeah. so it was, you know, we're dealing with three comics and um, the music, instead of me doing it live, is going to be like these pre-tape collaborations that are like music videos. Okay, got you. So like one every show kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. Okay, and each one is a collaboration? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, but like, you know, like from really strong premises and like good comedic rap that like says something like, you know, and and it's like, it's kind of like, it's it's... The music that we're making is almost how people would describe me, but I've never done it like this overtly. Like just how do you mean? What what's different about it? It's that it that it's like line by line funny kind of thing. Like where like I would use humor as a way to get certain points across, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't take out a line because it wasn't funny enough. And, like, and you're doing that with yeah. this stuff, editing. Yeah. Editing, editing based on that, like yeah. based on like, no, this line, this this punch line could hit harder on, in a humorous way. So let's yeah. change it out, like that kind of thing. And the, and the guests are also similar in that respect, also doing funny shit. Yeah, like because all of the premises are funny, so like everything's gonna have to be approached kind of in that way. So each song has its own concept that is it tied into the premise the theme of the show? Of the episode, yep. Oh I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's cool. It it is, it's real cool and like like if all goes well is the opportunity to really like push a lot of shit forward. Yeah. You know, so we're just dealing with the potential the potentiality of that right now and like putting all of our effort into Kind of makes us the best thing it can be. Yeah. Because you know? I'm Comedy Central. I already ordered eight episodes, man. So and you're like, talking... So that's a full album. You're already talking about much, a full album, essentially. And, and my half of the full album's already written and recorded. Yeah. And we're just getting... We're wrangling the guests. And, and who produced this, this stuff? For um, different people or... Different people. Mostly people who I work with already. Mm -hmm. Just because... Getting to what I was talking about earlier, like... We reached out to some other people. Doctor Dre wasn't, wasn't trying to fuck with you on the. <laughs> yeah, DJ Redacted was not was not trying to. Uh, but that's the thing, you know. It was like we we thought we would be providing these opportunities, yeah. and in a way we are. But then it's like they'd have to see they'd have to see the value in it beyond just dollar sign because we aren't yeah. offering a ton of money but we're right. offering like this cool thing like a good amount of money like money yeah. that I if I got offered I'd be right. like, fuck yeah right. but right. like you know and then also big, like, you know how much DJs make on their outings man we got told no. well we're, we're in the process of being told no by a producer who and I, I understand the position that they're in because there's like these publishing issues that we can't really like get around because uh, Comedy Central basically wants to own everything yeah. Oh no! So so even the 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 life of the song post. Yeah, and and but you know, and they, we're doing like writer splits or whatever. Yeah. But like they want to own it, and I'm like, okay, they yeah. want to own it. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, they're yeah. gonna put the fucking money up yeah, and promote it. That's, and all that's that what shit. it takes. Um, and you'll have. Are you gonna do some kind of soundtrack? You think? I think that like, there's a lot of reasons to do that, yeah. but I but, in some ways, that makes it more complicated to do. Yeah. Because we're working out these deals 
based on like this kind of single use thing and then yeah. they'd have to go back with all the collaborators and work out another deal yeah. if they want to sell it so if they do want to that's fine if they don't want to maybe down the line somewhere yeah once people see what it is and what it has the potential to be and all that um three seasons in do a best of <laughs> oh soundtrack. my god that'd be incredible yeah you know um but yeah you know we had a you know we they want to own it, which is kind of messed up. But like we, you know, we had an offer out to this guy for the speed, and it's like this. Regardless of publishing, regardless of ownership, I know there's no way this person is going to get this much money offered for this beat. Right. I know it. I right. know it. So right. I'm like mad. Like, you already had a specific beat you wanted to use. Well, shit. yeah, because yeah. we asked this person like, what are you know, sample free beats that you have, yeah. or you know, that we can uh, work with, and there's just no way I expected that the amount of money that they would want you know yeah just know like what they're just trying they just know it's comedy central and they're probably yes. just trying to like get milk it they, yeah, they are but like they're yeah. gonna end up walking away and they're not gonna get that yeah, for yeah, that yeah. beat right you know what I mean yeah, it's not yeah. the best beat right. it's just like a good beat yeah and we wanted it because it has that person's name on it yeah but like yeah. I got homies that make tight shit yeah that, We'll do it for way less. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where it is. Like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. Um, I got to hear your, your uh, Yoni's finest trap beats. Yes. <laughs> it's, yes. It's, it's well, like, th- thank you very much for doing this. No, Mike. Man, I know, you, you know, it's always weird on the road to, tr- to find a time. Honestly, I miss but, it, man. I really do miss it because yeah. I haven't done mine in a long yeah. time. So it's actually like, ah, oh, it's getting me back in the groove. I'm about to start mine back up. Oh, good. Soon, so. Good. Yeah. Well, we've been sitting here in the Crown Plaza, and I can say that it's room for something four two six redacted in New Orleans, man. Like French French District. Uh, yeah, or, man, it's happening. Yeah, man, it's all happening outside. Uh, we can. I'm getting fucked up tonight. Buddy. Oh yeah, no doubt. It, no doubt about it. Sit, been sitting here with Mr. Michael Eagle. Say bye to these people. Goodbye, people. You guys are wonderful. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Thanks. It's always good to be back, you guys. I know I have these infrequent podcasts, but I do enjoy doing them a great deal. I enjoy having these conversations and putting them up for you folks. Folks. That's a Cincinnati. Folks. I I do want to say that uh, we are sponsored today by Studio Headphones. Okay? StudioSweden.com. Go get yourself a marvelous pair of headphones. They sound fucking great, okay? And they look really handsome. They're slick. Uh, they, they have sort of an elegant look, I would say. Studiosweden.com. And when you go there and you search for the perfect pair of headphones for yourself, I can get you. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. I can get you a 15% discount on those headphones. That's a significant discount. All you gotta do is when you're checking out, you enter my code WANDERING for a 15% discount on your brand new pair of headphones. All right, you guys, I've enjoyed a great deal talking to you. And uh, until next time, keep wandering.
we was walking away Repeated all we can say Depart with the hug and it's a public display Like a dozen a day walking we plugging away Added I'm running away Cause the doors is closed And it never was closed So I'm never exposed When I'm hella morose Cause I'm telling them nobody My skeleton shows With it's elephant nose And it's pelican bones Watch how I carry it home Cause the story it goes There's a spork in the road And we got to the bar but then no doyles was closed And it never was closed Even whenever it snowed Every night it was there Either there or a show Every answer is there Every question is no Never questioned before So we guessing it's home Everybody's secrets inspire all of my scenes I write in all of my fantasies and I die in all of my dreams My superpowers I maintain, I take control of my scene Y'all see what I can't say, I can't say all of them scene I done told some goofy shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? I done told some goofy shit that sounded like a poem Spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? Yeah, we live in a space that should've never existed We used to the taste of the human in space We were in the room, only a few could replace it And doors is closed, I'ma in my nose It smells like if you imagine you boil the rose And the oven is on, and the coils exposed And we pull in the door like we did it before And now we trying to deal with heat that we shouldn't absorb And the story it goes, there's a spork in the roll And we got to the bar, but then no doors was closed And it never was closed, even whenever it snowed Every night it was there, either there or a show Every answer is there, every question is no Never questioned before, so we guessing it's home Everybody's secrets inspire all of my scenes I write in all of my fantasies and I die in all of my dreams My superpowers I maintain, I take control of my scene Y'all see what I can't say, I can't say all of them scene I done told some goofy shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? I done told some goofy shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? I done told Some goofy shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? Shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home? I done told Some goofy shit that sounded like a poem I spun around in circles on the globe So who the hell could ever feel at home?
sounds more like an outro. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> or something like that. Like the blogs are out here, like, floundering like the rappers are now.